0: Welcome back to the Hampson on Hockey podcast as always I'm your host Oli Hampson and before we get into it today I'm proud to announce that this podcast is now presented by ChasingThePuck.com your home for UK hockey news views and opinions. Uh, Thank you to all the team over at Chasing the Puck for allowing me to use the platform to promote this podcast, especially the editorial team, guys like Mike, Haley, Chris, and especially the website founder, Hazel Racing. So thank you very much for jumping on board this as the uh, Chasing the Puck is now looking to go more digital in our content. So thank you very much again for allowing me to host this over there and... We'll still be focusing mostly on the Cardiff Devils on this podcast for now. That may change in the future, but at this moment in time, we're sticking with the Cardiff Devils. And, well... What a weekend. (laughs) We'll start off with Guildford, a bit of positive news. The win in the Challenge Cup to go 3-for-3 in that, I believe. Um, Short bench Guildford team, so... 3-2 3-2 against them was, you know, it's a decent win because Guildford, even if they're down, down men, they're not out at all. They've got a lot of characters in that lineup that really can battle and they do a lot to just try and grind out any win they possibly can. I think Paul Dixon's instilled a very good mentality in that squad, even when they were down a couple of guys. I think it was only 13 skaters that they had. Obviously, it wasn't up in the game on Thursday night and there's no webcast, so I haven't seen anything more than uh the highlights and the goals. Uh, you know, Devils after a great start. Stephen Dixon scoring 26 seconds into this game, but then Guilford themselves, great start to the second period. Uh three goals in about eight minutes on there, and then the Devils they respond through Charles Langley a couple of minutes after going 3-1 down. And then a the first goal of the season for Sam Jardine gets it to 3 all and forces overtime, where who else but Clayton Fournier is the guy to win it and seal the points. I think the devils on this one like I said I haven't seen too much of it. Um you know it's a it's, it's a good win, you know, it keeps them top of group B of the Challenge Cup. Uh it's you know, it is what it is on our game. I, I like I said I didn't see it, so I did, I can't really comment on it too much. Um I think the fact that there was a couple of guys missing for Guildford is a little bit um is a little bit worrying the fact that it was as close as it was. But I think for the Devils, you know, just get the two points whichever way you possibly can. Uh, Ben Bounds had a good game as well, from what I've heard, from what I can see as well. 35 shots against him in that game. He stopped all but three. So that's the positive news out the way. Uh, Obviously, have to talk about this weekend. Not good. Uh, I think everyone knows that. The team especially know that. Uh the fans definitely are letting the team know that as online and stuff. So let's just let's just get into it. Let's just get into Saturday night. I thought the first period against Glasgow was uh, fairly even. Nothing major. Nothing that's really wowing me in that first period. You know, the Devils they get a good goal from Sean Bentivolio. It was a great bit of work from Matthias Sointu, who has very much impressed me. Um, so far in his devil's career. Not sure whether or not his his, uh, deal is being extended or going to be made permanent or any time, but I have made a case for that over on an article with Chasing the Puck. As always, any articles I mention will be linked in the description. Yeah, Matthias Sointou just holding onto the puck, outweighting Patrick Kaline. Tries tucking it, Firefall. Kaline gets a little bit on it, but then Sean Bentivoglio is right on the doorstep to tap that one home. But before the period was out, the Flame, uh, the Clan, sorry, would respond. And it was a really well-worked goal by them to tie the things up with one. Scott Pitt holding on to the puck along the half wall. Then Matt Poufal with just great recognition coming down from the point. Picks the puck up there and just drives to the net. Plays it back out front for Matt Becker. That's not a guy you want to leave alone. And he just tucks that one past Ben Bounds to tie things up. Like I said, not the most impressive first period of hockey I've seen. But not really a cause for concern after 20 minutes of play. The next 40 Yeah. Um, Glasgow just got off to a great start in that second period. Three goals in three minutes for them just to jump to a 4 1 lead. You know, it was a great bit of work from, I believe it was Scott Tansky uh, for the second goal of the night, just forcing a turnover behind the net, taking a puck away from Sam Jardine and putting it out front to Craig Peacock, who had a great little backhand to go 2 1 up. Uh, And then less than two minutes later, Mac Howlett gets on the board. Uh, It was a good. Good bit of work from Lyndon Springer uh, as he just gets to the parker uh, at the point, floats it on net, just trying to... He's not putting it towards a glove at Bounds. He's putting it right low, so Bounds has to try and kick that one into the corner where the clan can try and get something else set up. Unfortunately for Bounds, as he does direct it to the corner, comes off the skate of Stephen Dixon, and Mac Howlett just tucks that one five-hole on the rebound. On that one, Devils... Uh, too slow to react. If you watch the replay, Matt Cowder is steaming in. He's driving towards the net to try and get some sort of rebound. He's the first to react, and the Devils are just stationary on that one. There's no one really picking him up. No one really challenging him for the puck. There's a free shot at the end of it. Uh, Devils player does try and get a stick on it. Not enough, unfortunately, and it's a 3-1 game. And then just, just about a minute later, a minute and a half later, I think, Matthew Wa. Uh, you know, we've seen what he can do as a goalscorer. This one's a bit more of a, a tap-in for him. Again, not really under that much pressure in front of net. It's a delayed penalty goal. I think it was Sean who was going to be going to the box. It was... I don't want to say lazy defending. It was just more... There could have been a bit more done to try and stop him from getting stick on puck there. But either way, it's in the back of the net. and It's a 4-1 game. And at that point, Devils are just chasing the game. And you've got to give Glasgow a lot of credit, to be fair to them. I don't think anyone's really um, disputing the fact that they deserve the win. It wasn't a case of the Devils played bad, so Glasgow won because of that. The Devils started playing bad because the clan made them play bad. If you watch the game, if you watch the highlights, what the clan are doing is basically taking what they learned from the week before where they lost uh, 5 3, and they've done a great example of learning from it. There are certain things that the Devils were doing that the clan sussed out straight away. Uh, There's a couple of times they are skating through the neutral zone, trying to play it back to the defensemen who would go in with speed. The clan kept one guy high. They took away that option for them. I think the clan did a great job of, I think Zach exactly, Fitzgerald must have done a great job over the week of talking to his players, showing them video clips from last Sunday or last Saturday's game against them, and just saying, this is what we need to change and we'll have success. Because last week, the clan were very good. I will give them that. They were very good. I think uh, the 5 1 scoreline didn't really reflect the true reflection of the game. They started growing into it into the second and the third, especially in the third when he grabbed two. Um, But yeah, they came into this one with a clear plan and they executed it to a T. They deserved this victory. Anyway, third period, a fluky goal for the fifth. At this point, is about 12 minutes left of the game. And the Devils have to start taking risks. They're three goals down with 12 minutes. It's not impossible to come back from that. I mean, if you just look at the second period, three goals in three minutes, that's all that's all you need. All you need is one shot to try and get that goal. Matt Pope's got the puck behind the net, trying to play that long stretch pass out the zone. Rasmus Bjerram just stood in front, active stick, puts it in away, way, just deflects off his stick and into the back of the net. Can't fault Matt Pope on that play at all. Like I said, at that point of the game, the Devils need to start taking risks. They need to do something to try and get themselves back into the game, but unfortunately... The sticking in, if Matt Pope tries that pass a hundred times, that happens once, so can't fault him on that one, it's just unfortunate, no one really to blame on that one, Sam Jardine would get one back for the Devils, he floats his second in two games, past Patrick Killeen, but then it's all over, as Matthew Hayward grabs the empty net with a couple of minutes to go, Um for me, Matthew Hayward, good choice of captain for for Glasgow, I'm very happy to see that a British guy is getting rewarded for his loyalty and the fact that he's been there for so long. But it's also good to see him contributing in that way. Um yeah, that's just basically the rundown of the game. Now, one of the issues is, for the Devils, they don't lose much and they do not lose much at home. I think the last team to actually beat Cardiff in the Viola Arena Was the Glasgow Clan? I think it was that Challenge Cup second leg. Again, Matthew Haber got the last goal on that one. Uh, Great goal as well. Um, They don't lose much at home. That's our first loss in 2019 at home, and that includes CHL games. Myself, personally, fans don't mind losing. Some do mind losing. That, but that's in every fan base, that's not just the Devils, every fan base is going to have that fan who hates losing, they can't handle it at all, I don't mind losing, I mind the manner in which they lose, and to me, that was an absolutely abysmal second period, it was one of the worst periods of hockey I've seen the Devils play in recent years, in fact I even said um, to Gaz, I think that may have been the worst period I've seen the Devils play since I started commentating on their games, um, it was just all over the place. It was... Couldn't string a pass together. There were too many guys trying to take speculative shots. Patrick Killeen ended up with over 40 saves on the night, and he didn't really get troubled that much because a lot of the time, there was guys hold on to the puck too long. They wanted to be the hero. They wanted to be the guy who got the goal to spark the comeback i don't want to throw guys under the bus i've never been in the business with throwing guys under the bus and i'm not going to start now but for me there were just too many guys who wanted to either be the hero or their heads dropped way too early there was frustration setting in a lot of uh, as andrew lord even said himself a lot of selfish penalties in that game i think that you know the devils they just didn't look interested midway through that second period they let their heads drop a lot um Any shot they took at Patrick Killeen was either from just a bad angle or he saw it all the way. There was no one really screening him that much. And whenever he did give up rebounds, and he was starting to give up some juicy rebounds, especially in the first and early second period, the client was just hungrier. They wanted to jump on the rebounds better. So they got their guys to the pucks, cleared cleared the zone. They did a really good job of that. Now, Andrew Lord said in his post-game interview that he didn't do a good enough job of managing the lines after Riley left the game, uh, after Blair Riley left the game with an injury. That's the one thing that I like about Andrew Lord, is he's not afraid to publicly admit when he feels he's in the wrong, and he's also not afraid to hold guys accountable in public, Um, but he does it in a way that doesn't throw guys under the bus, which is what I like. He's a very vocal man, he is a very competitive man, he hates losing. What goes on behind closed doors in that locker room should this week spark them to have a much better weekend coming. I don't personally think... Well, obviously, I don't know exactly what happens on the bench. I don't think Andrew Lord did too bad of a job. I thought he no, he was making the most of what he could. He was trying to utilize guys, but on the ice, it wasn't coming together. There was a lot of selfishness, a lot of frustration. Andrew Lord, I, I can't blame him for this. Um, just to touch on the Blair-Riley hit as well. Uh, unfortunately for us, it was actually off-camera um our cameras were panning at the time to follow the puck and that happened slightly off camera so we didn't actually catch it so I haven't seen a second look at it I haven't seen a replay of it on first look it looks bad to me um Riley is not looking that way it's a blindside hit in my opinion it looks as though the guy raises up it looks very, very borderline to me. Whether or not anything further is going to come from it, I don't know. Um, like I said, I haven't seen uh, a second replay. I haven't had a second look. I don't even know who it was. I th- I think it- I don't even want to guess who it was. because I don't want to just go out and say, "Oh yeah, it was so and so who made the hit." Because I have, I I don't know. That's the honest truth. How long Blair Riley is going to be out? I don't know. He definitely. He- missed Sunday so whether or not he's going to be another injury concern uh, for this weekend I mean the Devils are already without Evan Mosey for quite a few more weeks and months even Joey Martin no idea of his timetable for a return and Blair Riley that's a guy that you can't afford to lose saying that I don't think Blair Riley's injury was a deciding factor in this game I, I don't think that incident was the reason the Devils lost control It was just great play by the clan who did a very very good job of cycling the puck. They were pass and move all the time. They were north-south hockey, they were playing with speed, playing with physicality which is what they're going to be doing all season long and they were just getting the Devils off their usual game. It was a great job by them and then as soon as the Devils went four went down certain players heads just dropped. They didn't have a great game. I think the only one that I can really well the only two that I can really point out that I was impressed with for the full sixty minutes was Mike McNamee and Mark Richardson. I think McNamee's really come in and he's really made a statement about his style of play. And Mark Richardson very rarely puts a foot wrong. Anyway, um, for me, it's just just a bad game in general. It's just a towards the end, anyone who watched the stream may have been able to tell. If you could, I'm sorry, but I was bored. It about. Must be been about 10 minutes to go in the third period. That game felt like it's 4.53 on a Friday afternoon. You're sat at your desk in work, and you're watching that clock, waiting for 5 o'clock. Those seven minutes are the longest seven minutes of your life. It felt like that in this game. I really just got to the point where it's like, this is genuinely not an interesting game anymore. Anyway, that's done. It's in the past. That's the main thing now. It's in the past. It's not a good game, but it's in the past. Devils move on to Sunday night. Didn't see that game. Not going to lie. Only seen some of the highlights of it. From what I have heard, more of the same. Uh, Poor discipline. No penalty with 11 seconds played. Six penalty minutes in the first six minutes. Over the over thursday saturday and sunday the devils took 50 penalty minutes in total that is unlike the devils they are very good at keeping their discipline very good at not taking unnecessary or selfish penalties these last three games that's gone out the window that's something that they're going to need to look at going forward because this has to be just a bad weekend at the office we turn up next week and we go um only goal of the game coming from Sean Benavoglio, who is turning out to be a good poacher on the power play, you know, operating down low, being able to get those tap-ins similar to how he did Saturday night against Glasgow. Um and Benti to me, he's come in looking looking for hot on this one. So I think this season, Benti's gonna have another good year. He's looking very physical, you know, he's very much an, an agitator player as well with skill. So I'm impressed with him so far. Um but for me. From the goals I've seen, it was just a bad night in general. Um, like Andrew Lord said in his post game, it was unacceptable. Uh one of the goals I think it was Johnston's goal. Just a complete defensive breakdown. You look, there's three guys following the puck carrier. I think it was Chris Polkamp. They're all looking at him, and Johnston just Andrew Johnston just goes to the net. No one really challenges him. By the time they've challenged him, he's already put the puck in the net. So, for me, it was just a really, really bad weekend for the Devils. And it's something that fans are rightly going to be annoyed about. Andrew Lord's going to be furious about it. Todd Kellman's going to be annoyed about it. The players are going to be annoyed about it as well. I think um, this is a very proud team and a very proud organisation at the moment from what they've done over the last couple of years. So this weekend's going to sting. For me, the Devils can't forget about this weekend. They need to remember it. Because this was a big, down-to-earth moment. One thing that Andrew Lord said in his post-game on Sunday, now I don't fully understand the reference, but he basically said, we don't walk on water because we won a few CHL games. Don't fully understand the don't walk on water reference, but... The message, I understand. What the Devils have to realize is just because they're top of their group in the CHL, just because they won three out of their four games in the CHL, they're not in some elite class in this league. This league is very much wide open. And as teams are now getting more familiar with themselves, they've had preseason, they've had a couple of league games, they're starting to gel. This is where the league really starts to open up and the Devils need to be mindful of that. Whether or not there was a an essence of, oh, well, we beat Glasgow last week, so we'll beat them again. Or, you know, Coventry, we don't see them as competitors to us. I don't know. I personally don't think that was the case. But for me, the Devils need to remember this because they need to remember that this is... it's getting down to business now in this league. Saying that as well, the Devils always seem to have a game like this. They always have one game that... Around October time, obviously, this happened happening in September, but in October, they have a game that just runs away from them. They had the uh, big loss to Belfast last year. A couple of years ago, there's 7 0, I believe, to uh, the Nottingham Panthers. There's that huge come from behind victory, uh, victory for the Fife Flyers two seasons ago as well. This isn't new. This is something that happens every season. Now, I'm not saying that's a problem. It's good that it happens this early. You don't want it coming out coming at the business end of things. You don't want it when the, the title is it's a title decided that night. You can't have it then. Have it in October. Learn from it. Move forward. The Devils have been fine when they've had their early season struggles before. So the Devils have a week to work on things now. A week to drill in the message that this was an unacceptable weekend for uh, the team. But a week for people to remember this is part and parcel of sports. It's gonna happen, and for the Devils, they got a really good opportunity on Saturday night Challenge Cup action as the uh, Coventry Blades return. That's the return fixture, so it's a good way for them to get some revenge on them, try and get themselves back in the win column. And I think one thing as well to touch on is the trial of a standing area for uh, the Devils in Block Thirteen. If you've not seen it, go to the Devils' website. Um, They're going to trial something that is going to try and replicate the atmosphere that Todd Calman saw the Devils fans create over in Graz in the CHL. Standing area, drums, songs, flags, something that I I think you're either going to like it or you're not. I personally don't mind it, I think. Um, The issue with the atmosphere sometimes at Devils games is because everyone's in pockets around the arena. It doesn't generate a big atmosphere all the time having a more central in one location that's gonna really carry the noise it's gonna bring everyone around the rink then to join in so i think that's a really good idea um obviously it's gonna take a while to iron out to see if it even becomes a permanent thing i think having it in block 13 right next to the away fans could cause issues against some teams so it's difficult from a logistics point of view trying to find where to put this standing area but I think that, you know, it's a good idea to try it. And also, after this weekend, that is the perfect time to do it. It's the perfect time to come in and say, look, we need to get behind the team, make up as much noise as you can, wave those flags, bang those drums, sing, all those new songs that you've come up with as well. Um, So for the team, hopefully they feed off that energy and hopefully there is a lot of energy coming from Block 13 and hopefully everyone else around joins in. But yeah, Blaze in town for their first trip to Cardiff and... You know, it's a good opportunity for the Devils. I think the Blazers, they had a decent weekend. I thought I was a bit critical of Jamie Phillips, their on last week's episode. Really proved me wrong, especially against uh, us on Sunday night. Really starting to find his feet in this team. Led, obviously, by Captain Drew Schistel, who scored on Sunday. Former Devil himself. Good to see him with the captain. Not so great to see him scoring against the Devils. But, you know, I'm glad to see that he's found a home and having success in this league. I think that with... With a rematch, it's just, it is what it is. It's just that opportunity to go out, right the wrong, and get back in a win column. Stay top of Group B. And that's the thing to remember the Devils are still top of Group B after this weekend. So they've still got a good chance of going the distance in the Challenge Cup. Uh, Sunday night is the first away trip to Sheffield um if you i believe red army travel may have a few more spots on the bus so if they do make sure you sign up and go cheer the team on i'm saying that even though i'm not going um but make sure you go instead of me for sheffield they had that loss against glasgow great weekend for the clan four point weekend but for sheffield they do look like a very very dangerous team the only question mark i had about sheffield coming into the season was in net um I thought Pavel Kanto was going to be, you know, the decent goalie. I thought Thomas Duber was a, a bit of a question mark, um, but Duba, from what I've seen, is you know really impressed early on. He's had a good record in Sheffield. But the thing for me is, the more I think about it, the more I think, was I underwhelmed by the goalie signings more than I didn't think they were good compared to the caliber of players they were bringing in, such as you know Lemchagov, um, Michael Davis, Martin St-Pierre. I I think it was more that. I think it was just more underwhelmed rather than think, oh, that's bad business. So for the Steelers, it is good to see them doing well. I know that a lot of fans love the fact that they had their struggles last year. It's good to see them doing well, because I think when the Sheffield Steelers do well, it makes a, th- a much more interesting league um you know everyone loves to hate them but you know it's good to have competitive games last season honestly and this is going to sound disrespectful but I don't mean it to I didn't get excited by games about Sheffield whenever Sheffield would come to Cardiff I was like oh okay Sheffield here whereas you know when Belfast were in town last year I got pumped up for it I really was looking forward to that game And I'm looking forward to to when Sheffield come down this year because I think they've got a good team. know, Jonathan Phillips is a great leader for club and country. They've got really good guys like Ante DeLuca who have returned. They've really added a lot of depth in terms of their brick core. And that two-way deal with the Steel Dogs as well is going to work wonders for the development of some of these kids. Guys like Kieran Brown and Alex Graham as well, who is possibly the most exciting prospect in British hockey right now. Really good to see them getting regularized time. And with that new, newly formed or reformatted NIHL, it's good to see that they're going to have competitive hockey as well most games I don't I don't know the full caliber of every team in the league but it looks so every game is going to be competitive so that's going to help out the national team and going to help out the Sheffield Steelers going forward because they have some old Brits like Jonathan Phillips and then you have guys coming in like Alex Graham he's going to be a great great forward in the elite league one day but yeah so the Devils they can get back on a back on the uh, horse this weekend really good opportunity against the Blaze and the Steelers they need to put this weekend behind them not forget about it Just make sure that going forward, this doesn't happen again. Because, like I said, I don't mind losing. I mind the manner in which they lose. If I feel as though they played a full 60, I don't mind. The game against Belfast last year, where I think it was an 8-1 loss, that didn't sting as much as the loss on Saturday night against Glasgow. And I think you could tell that... I think you could just tell around the arena that everyone felt the same. So the Devils need to come out firing on Saturday nights against the Blaze. Block 13, the standing group, they need to get the crowd pumped up. And they just need to carry the team, be a sixth skater almost, get the team back in the wing column. But that is going to wrap it up for episode 6 of the Hampson on Hockey podcast presented by Chasing the Puck, your home for UK hockey news, views and opinions. Let me know what you think. Uh, We set up the Twitter account for this podcast now. It's at Hampson Hockey. So get in touch, follow along, and also just get involved. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Let me know if you disagree or agree with anything I've said. Um, Just get involved. It's really good to have that interaction. But until next time, I'm Arlie Hampson. Speak to you soon.